Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Robin Kinney is making a mark, making a difference, and making a community of voices. Robin Kinney is a woman making history, and it's not just happening in the Motor City, but worldwide. Her company, the Kinney Media Group, launched an internet radio show, Motor City Women Radio Network, the only station dedicated to inspiration, motivation, and information that helps women lead more fulfilling lives. There is no radio station that exists solely that slowly strives to serve women with smart, lively conversations. The station features an all-female lineup of show hosts and shows range from career and personal development to entrepreneurship and spiritual growth. And I bet that you probably have some shows that have to do with motherhood because I know that Robin is on the line and she's got three children and she is a wife, a mom, and a career woman. And hey there, Pam Perry. And hey there, Pam Perry. This is Dr. Geneva uh, coming back to you after a little bit of technical difficulties, but I'm here, and you know I was just going on and rapping about how it's wonderful to be here with Women's History Month and how we celebrate and and really sit back and reflect on the accomplishments of of women and all the great things that they do. And, you know, welcome again to everyone to this show where we help people lead for greater purpose. And one of the ways that we do that is to take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. And we have conversations with top leaders about leaders for leadership and for understanding, and we explore the thinking of today's corporations and CEOs and chief of everything entrepreneurs. And in this Women's History Month, I'm so delighted that we've had um, a series of guests who are really making a difference in their community. 
And our guest for today, well, I must admit to you, um, it's I, I asked her to be on probably for a little selfish reason. Um, I have always wanted for the past 30 years or so during my career to be involved in radio, uh, to co-host a radio show, to have my own radio show, uh, but to do something in radio. So I've always been fascinated by people who are in radio. Our guest today created her own radio network, and I know you heard Pam Perry uh, tell us a little bit about her, but I'm going to bring her on now. We're going to say hello and find out all about this phenomenal woman, Robin Kenny. Welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's, it's an honor to be with you this evening. Well, thank you so much, and uh, it's just a pleasure to have you. And so you heard me say that, you know, it's kind of a selfish reason that I wanted you on because I've been so thrilled and fascinated by just radio in general. And here I have the opportunity to talk to someone who uh, has created her own radio network. So, Robin, start off by telling us what inspired you to create Motor City Women's Radio Network? Well, I mean... Maybe two years ago, I was in my career. At that time, I only had two kids, and I'm an avid talk radio listener. I was searching around the dial to find a show that spoke to the issues that I cared about as a wife, as a mother, overall as a woman. And I saw that there would be different segments, maybe for Women's History Month, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but there wasn't a continuous conversation being had about women and how we can connect with one another and support one another. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell people that Motor City Woman Radio Network was already in the stars a decade ago because uh-huh. I'm okay. married to an audio engineer, and ah. I didn't realize how important that would be, <laughs> of course, until mm-hmm. I started the, the network. Mhm. Now, Robin, have you always been in radio or media? No, not really. You know, I, the only radio experience that I've had was one in high school. I actually okay. led my high school radio station. Ah, <laughs> and then okay. secondly, I did have my own show on Radio 1 briefly. Oh, and I really okay. enjoyed it, but I quickly realized that there were more than one voice that needed to be heard. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, so I stopped my show in order to launch the network with my husband. Okay, so so this is a joint venture between you and your husband. So was there a a particular event or an aha moment? that happened um, that got you and your husband to say, hey, let's go do this thing? Well, after having the the radio experience on Radio 1, I felt like this could be bigger. 
I just felt inspired and compelled to chart this new course. I -hmm. researched if there was something similar going on in Southeast Michigan, and there wasn't. Um, So we looked at how do we create this station, what do we want it to be about, and, of course, the technical aspect was taken care of by my husband, who then really taught me how to engineer shows, how to do sound levels. And so we work as a team to make sure that the vision for Motor City Woman stays intact and that we're continuing to serve our audience. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, I want to get into that uh, a little bit about how you did your research and everything, because that's one of mm-hmm. I think a real critical step for an entrepreneur such as yourself. But I want to go back a little bit. Tell us about sure. uh, Robin Kinney uh, growing up, uh, your childhood. Where were you born? Uh, you know, were you as a young child, where did you see yourself? What did you see yourself doing? What did you dream about as a young child? Tell us a little bit about your childhood. <laughs> well, I was born and raised in Detroit. Okay. Uh, I attended Catholic school for the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, single parent. However, we had a big family. My mother is one of eight. Ah. Okay. So, I, though I'm an only child, I had dozens of cousins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it never mm-hmm. felt like yep. I was an only child. <laughs> right. Um, growing up, I always had a passion for animals. And mm-hmm. when I attended Michigan State, I originally applied for their pre-veterinarian program. Oh, and that's okay. where I started. I was a pre-vet major for two years and started to see that my, although I loved animals, I was really passionate about community and working with people. I ended up getting a bachelor's degree in human resource management and returned to school to get my master's degree in higher education. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would become a provost or vice president of student affairs, something to that effect. But mm-hmm. I returned home to Detroit when my grandfather was ill. Mm-hmm. And my first job was at a small nonprofit on the east side. And connecting with the small business owners, identifying their needs, coming up with solutions, just ignited mm. something in me. Oh, and that okay. began my career in the nonprofit community. Okay, so what nonprofit was this? Well, they have a new name now. Back then it was the Jefferson East Business Association. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, so I learned a lot. My my boss at the time played an integral role and how I just I was able to navigate resources and interact with others. And so finding and working in the community and working with I think I heard you say business folk and and mm-hmm. seeing that seeing folk get into business, entrepreneurship, did some of that spark the fire in you? It did because I had to attend a I had to attend a, a training um uh, so that I was able to review business plans. And part of ah. the training is I had to come up with my own business. 
Mm-hmm. Something I never thought about before. <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, so I did the business plan, and I was connected with the the business resource community in Detroit. But I still only saw myself as serving others in that role. I never saw myself as an entrepreneur um, until I became one. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So you never saw yourself, that's a good one, never saw yourself as, as that entrepreneur, <laughs> that leader until I, you stepped in. It had never shoes. crossed my mind. Okay. Well, now that you, so, so how long have you had your uh, business? How long have you been uh, the Kinney Media Group and had your Motor City Women Radio Network? How long has it been? We launched in 2015 mm-hmm. uh, with okay. the Kinney Media Group. So in addition to the Internet radio station, we sponsor a lot of community events. We partner with organizations that serve women and different initiatives. Um, so we look at it more as we've created this community of women where we're supporting one another, we're championing one another. Uh, sometimes you just need someone to verify, or sometimes you need a soundboard. So we utilize the Internet radio station for that purpose. hmm That's, uh, you know, I want to dive into that a little deeper. If you're just joining us, we are talking with Robin King, who's making a mark, making a difference, a young entrepreneur. She's making a community of voices through her Motor City Women radio network uh, that she founded because she looked and looked and didn't find anything else around like it. Now, now, Robin, you talked about doing research, developing your business plan, and, and as a young entrepreneur, uh, those are some key steps and, and some good things that you did uh, in the beginning. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about some of the challenges you faced as a young entrepreneur? Well, so far, one challenge that I've had to overcome was just in remaining consistent. For example, so we have the Internet radio station, but I always have ideas in my head. And I'll bounce ideas off of my husband, and he'll say, nope, stay in your lane. This Mm. is what we're doing. Let's maximize this, and then we can venture out once we have this on autopilot. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the challenges I think a lot of entrepreneurs face because naturally entrepreneurs have a lot of ideas in our heads. Right. And so, and so you're just staying focused and clear mm-hmm. on what the mission and the vision is has mm-hmm. really helped me along my, my path. Mm-hmm. So tell us, what is the vision mission of Motor City Women Radio Network? I I get chills when I share the the vision because it's so big. All right. I actually wrote it down on my my nightstand when we started. My goal and the vision that I have for Motor City Women is that it becomes the the leading voice for women in the nation. So mm. having a media company with print publications, a TV station, of course, the continuing the radio station, 
And I liken to compare it to Kathy Hughes. Okay. That's kind of the direction. And she's really shown me how you can have this brand and have the different subsidiaries and different aspects of media. So that's mm-hmm. my vision. And Kathy Hughes, the CEO leader of Radio One. Yes. For those, yes, yes, for those yes. who are very few uh, in our listening audience who perhaps uh, don't know Kathy Hughes. Okay, so that's a big vision, and and you wrote it down. <laughs> you have it at your nightstand, and you've talked yes. a little bit about the challenges of of staying consistent. What other things do you think, in order for that vision to become real? Uh, how do you make that happen? What are your next one or two, three big steps? Right now, we've been at our current space um, for a couple of months now, and I see that expanding. Um, we have new clients all the time. The next step that I see for Motor City Woman is expanding our services. So, for example, right now, you can have a live broadcast on the station. Um, you could come in and record a pod- podcast. But the next step for us is the capability to do live remote broadcasts. So, for example, being at an event and saying we're coming to you live from Cobo Hall. So that's our next step that we're looking into for the next quarter, if not sooner. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one. one. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's one. Oh, please, tell us the others. Yes. That's one. Okay. Uh, we're based in Southfield, but initially we we wanted to be in Detroit. So that's my goal um, for next year is to have a second location. Um, and going back to continuing our and expanding our services, I really want to make sure that we're bringing in the community service component. Um, so there are some nonprofit organizations that I would love to partner with um, and give them, you know, some media exposure, maybe have some clothing drive, because um, we have so many people coming in and out of the, the studio. And I was thinking to myself the other day, how can we u- utilize the traffic that we get in the studio for the greater good? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who can we impact? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, um, so I really like that. So, so you want to get a, um, you want to go take your services, the network out live, do live remote, go to various events yes. in the community, bring bringing things there. You want a, a second location, and then you want to weave in uh, this community service aspect, which I think is so important uh, for right. young. Particularly young entrepreneurs, um, because you can, you know, I do feel you can do both. But I do talk to uh, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, who, you know, really say, "Well, we're so invested in our business, trying to get our business off the ground. Um, doing things like community service is is another tough thing to put on a plate that's already overloaded." How do you integrate, uh, how do you see yourself integrating the uh, community service, the nonprofits working in the community with your business? 
Well, since my background is in the nonprofit sector, I couldn't not have a community service component in Motor City Woman. It's just not in my DNA. Um, I can remember growing up and seeing my mother wash, iron, and fold clothes to donate to Goodwill. And so that's just part of my family history is giving to others. So whether I had a business or if I was working for someone else, I'll always be tied to the community in some way. So I think it's, you can be creative when it comes to trying to identify a way to support some sort of social service in your for-profit business. You know, I see a lot of businesses that will donate a percentage of sales um, mm-hmm. to an organization. Um, I've really identified a few shelters, women's shelters, mm-hmm. and I would love to get our our lineup of show hosts involved in doing some community work or some volunteer work at these various social service agencies, but really mm-hmm. being able to collect items. Um, I was I was talking to someone at COP, and she was sharing with mm-hmm. me the list of items that their women at the shelter need, uh-huh. and it's not necessarily clothing. So that's my that's something that I really want to do this spring. I really want to tap into the nonprofit sector and, and identify a creative way that Great. the station can support them. Fantastic. You know, that's, that's really commendable and uh, best of everything to you. I could even see you, particularly with your goal of uh, the live remote, going to various nonprofits, and mm-hmm. broadcasting, you know, from yes. those nonprofits. You could have a variety of of uh, people on your show or guest hosts, but some portion of those shows would be about that particular nonprofit um, that you, that where you're broadcasting from because so often mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people don't know about nonprofits that are right down the street or around the corner helping people, and they don't know what they need. Um, right. And so you going there and bringing their story up front and close, uh, you know, up front and personal to mm-hmm. a listening office mm-hmm. could, uh, audience could be a real contribution, Robin. That'd be well, a also, way. I think a lot of people are the most generous during the holiday time. Yes. But there's yes. a need year-round. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, keep, you know, keep that, uh, that's going to be a great one. So, you know, Robin, I wanted, you know, this whole idea of a radio network, though it's a radio network now, but you want to grow it um, into other kinds of things. So tell, tell our listening audience, um, perhaps, perhaps again, but what are the services you offer? So I walk into your studio. What do mm-hmm. I see, and what kinds of services do you have available, uh, particularly for women? Well, okay. Well, the the studio, the reception area, is first modeled after my living room. <laughs> ah. So I want people to feel comfortable, welcome, and engaged. Um, mm-hmm. There are pictures of the women in my family on the wall. 
uh-huh. so that you okay. can get a sense that this is a community. This is not a purely transactional place. Okay. Um, but mostly um, we have people who do their live broadcasts. So you mm-hmm. come in, we have our Keurig machine, because I know a lot of people drink coffee, I don't. So I have the, the tea cups and the coffee cups. There's all sorts of beverages for everyone. But also, I say that our official studio beverage is Ellis Island Tea. So I always have that on hand, another woman-owned business in the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. um, a mother. Okay. So I, I try to be very intentional with every product mm-hmm. that I showcase. Mm-hmm. Everything that you see in that studio is intentional. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. And so then you come in, you, you come into this uh, living room welcoming uh, uh, woman power uh, <laughs> foyer place, and, and you see products made and created by women. And, and so you'd have a chance to do some live broadcast, podcast, uh, what other kinds of services? Well, those are our top two right now. However, okay. we provide voiceover, um, audiobook huh? recordings. Um, you can record okay. commercials there. We have a full audio <laughs> library that people okay. can take advantage of. And what's interesting mm-hmm. right now, we have a podcast client who's traveling the world for the next 12 months, but she didn't want to stop her podcast. So we were able to support her in wherever she is. Right now she's in Vietnam. Uh And I come in and I do that recording myself. So I'm I'm in Southfield. She's in Vietnam. And like this last Monday, I believe her guest was in Ohio. So I'm able to bring all this together to make it sound like they're sitting, having a conversation with each other. Oh, that is fantastic. Now, now, so how do you do what she she would call in, her guests mm-hmm. would call in, and you're, yes. you facilitate it from a technical point of view to make all that happen? Yes. Yes, oh, we have fantastic. the capability to do that from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I would assume that, you know, you mentioned it earlier, uh, certainly with your husband's expertise, that technical uh, capacity that you have is is so very important. Oh, very much so. We want to make sure that we're giving a quality experience. So the equipment mm-hmm. that we have is top notch. Um, we mm-hmm. really invested in the equipment because we wanted people to hear the quality. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Robin, it, this is just. You know, it's just phenomenal. And I can see you. I can see you being the leading voice for women in the nation, Thank providing you. the, you know, providing all of that uh, through radio, uh, television, just growing and growing and growing. So, you know, let's let's say you, you do, you know, you will achieve your vision, the vision that you keep by your nightstand, night the leading voice for women in the nation, what what would you want folk to say about that as you think about legacy and what you'd like to 
leave behind? Well, I named the business Motor City Woman for a reason. Um, I didn't want to put my name in it because I wanted to outgrow me. I wanted mm-hmm. to live on and represent what the women in my family have represented to me of strength, dignity, connection, and sisterhood. Um, I believe that I was given this vision by God in order to bring forth this new type of media. You know, I tell people I was tired of asking for a seat at the table, so I went out and bought myself a hammer and some nails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And built your own. And built my own. That's right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I can I can really see it, Robin, Kenny. Thank you. That I dream. that. I, I mean, I, it's just like that little slip of paper on the nightstand is right there, mm-hmm. and I can see it. <laughs> How can people reach you? Well, people can always reach me on all of our social media at Motor City Woman. Okay. Um, or also MotorCityWoman.com. And by email, hello at MotorCityWoman.com. All right. That's www.MotorCityWoman.com. Robin Kinney, who will be the leading voice for women in this country. So delighted delighted that you spent some time talking about strength, dignity, connection, sisterhood, and all of that. Thank you, Robin. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com.